Today I will talk about honesty. Do you know this saying about honesty? In English, this is Honesty is the root for prosperity. Honesty is the root for prosperity. In Tejil, this is in Mandarin, it is In Cantonese, it is Today, I want you to contemplate this You've likely met with many rich and wealthy people. You have probably met the two types of rich and wealthy people. The first are rich, but made it through dishonest or immoral ways. They think people are more stupid than them and they are much smarter. They cheat others from their wealth. They have bad sila or morals and bad dhamma. The second, they are rich but have done so through virtue, through honest ways. They have diligence, endurance, are frugal, put forth effort in their work. And in society, you have to meet and associate with these two types of people. Through the good manners of society, you have to greet and be nice to both these types of people. But I want to ask you, deep down, which is the one that you fully respect and greet, that you really praise and admire? You are likely to sincerely greet and respect those that have done so through sila dhamma, wholesome moral ways. They've gained wealth through not cheating others or through immoral means. These are the people you are likely to respect, right? whether it's in front of them or when they aren't around, the good people will receive praise. Even if they're merchants, they will be trusted, praised and have credibility. Is this right? I want to tell you a story about the Bodhisattva, Prince Siddhartha. In one of his past lives, he was a merchant. He was friends with Devadatta. They were merchants that traded goods for second-hand items such as old steel, plates, etc. They both went to a certain village. Devadatta went first. He met one family who were very poor. An elderly lady looked after her granddaughter herself. She wanted to feed her granddaughter some of the sweets that Devadatta was selling in exchange for other things. She looked for something of value in the house. She could only find a plate that was covered with dust. So she took that to exchange to Devadatta for some of the sweets that Devadatta was trading. Devadatta scratched the plate and knew that it was actually made out of pure gold. But because he was dishonest, 
He wanted to cheat that lady out of the gold plate. He thought that the lady was stupid. So he said that the value of the plate was too small for what he had. The value was too low so he didn't want to trade for it. But he had the dishonest idea that he would come back later to get that gold plate for an even lower price. Later, the Buddha, he went past this house and the elderly woman again tried to exchange that dusty old plate. When the Buddha found out that it was a gold plate, he said to the lady that the plate was extremely valuable and that all the value he had in the cart wasn't enough to trade for that gold plate. She said she would exchange all the goods he had for that one plate. The Buddha did so and then left to go back home. You see, this is the honesty of the Buddha as a Bodhisattva. But this became the cause for Devadatta to hold hatred for the Buddha for every lifetime till even his last life when Prince Siddhartha became the Buddha. There is one other story of the previous generation of wealthy Chinese people and businessmen. Wherever it is, in Thailand, Malaysia, Singapore, they all came from poor families and backgrounds. Out of ten people, ten of them were all poor. Some fled from war, some from poverty, migrated to Malaysia, Singapore and other countries to find a living, as you probably know. They fled from difficulty and poverty, but they had great capital within them that they took along with them. Outside, they had just one set of clothing, crossing the great oceans. But inside their hearts, they had a great capital they were taking with them. What is this capital of that old generation of wealthy Chinese businessmen and tycoons? It is a Dhamma, having diligence, endurance, being frugal, having intelligence, knowing how to trade till they can be wealthy and prosperous and become a foundation of that country, whatever country it is, Thailand, Malaysia, Singapore, they made that economy of the country they were in have strength and stability. It was an inner virtue that was strong within their hearts. Even in America, 200 years ago, many different nationalities and countries came to migrate there. America opened the doors for anyone who wanted to start a new life. It was a country that gave everyone a fair chance to build a new life. Those that worked hard could make something of themselves and become wealthy more than others. The lazy didn't get anywhere. And the American people themselves followed this principle as well. Whoever became rich in that society, the others would know how they got rich, through good or immoral means. If it was by upright means, then they would praise them to their face, but also even when they weren't around. But if it was from immoral means, then they would praise them all the same to their face, but not sincerely. Is this true?
In your hearts, do you admire them? Let me answer for you. I don't think you would admire them. Because all the people that come for this Dhamma session have sila and Dhamma, have morality and Dhamma. But we may do so to them because it is necessary to be polite and have good manners. But if we are people with immoral hearts, then we will think those immoral people are good people. If we think like this, our hearts will degenerate because we praise and show appreciation for those immoral and dishonest ways. So you should be very careful. Be careful not to sell your goodness. We have to be very careful, otherwise we will become an immoral person as well. The wealthy people in Malaysia, Thailand, Australia, they made it from the way that I've talked about, whether they gain their ways righteously or immorally, that society will know for themselves. We ourselves will know how we really are. If you aren't deluded in yourself, then when you think about this, it will make sense. Don't become deluded in dishonesty, no matter how extremely wealthy they are. If we're deluded in their dishonest ways, later on, we won't be able to separate goodness from dishonesty because we'll already be deluded in status and wealth. We may depend on them, but when we depend on those without sila, without dhamma, but have wealth and riches, then we become deluded as well. We get deluded in ourselves as well. We will become people who have no virtue, no shame or fear in doing wrong. Today I have one good story to tell you about a very wealthy Chinese tycoon in Thailand. He was born poor. When he was about 15 to 16 years old, there was war and conflict inside China to do with Japan. So this man fled that war to go to Thailand, to the port of Rachawong, to current-day Chinatown. He met one rich man and worked very hard for him. In the beginning, he did manual labor, like carrying heavy stones. He worked hard and also tried to learn and improve his work. He was diligent. He wasn't afraid to do work. He quickly ate his food and got back to work. He started work before others and slept later than others. When the others went home, he continued to work. Working in this way, he was well liked by the other workers and by his boss. Why? Because he had patience and he sacrificed to help others. He didn't shy away from work. And so the workers liked him and his boss loved him. But all the wages that he received, he would keep every baht to send to his parents in China. When his father passed away, he got his mother to come live in Thailand and looked after her. He still had to work hard to look after his mother and himself. He did this for many years. This man had mindfulness and wisdom, was innovative and creative. He advised his boss to expand into Singapore so his boss would get more profit. 
The boss knew that the man was smart and could succeed. So he told him to go to Singapore and the boss would pay for the man to expand there. Do you know what this man replied? He said he couldn't go because the boss had no one to help him. His son was still studying overseas and hadn't come back yet. Then who would help his boss? The answer made the boss deeply impressed in the loyalty, honesty and the gratefulness of this man. After his son came back, the boss told the man that it's time now. You should go make something of yourself. My son is back now. There is no need to worry about me. Go there and succeed over there in Singapore. The boss gave him money and funds to help, as well as giving him his daughter to marry and to go with him to Singapore. The boss said to the man that he had full trust in him and said that his daughter in the future would have a larger house than her parents and a larger business and she will have happiness looking after you. The boss who saw the value of this man and later these words came true. This man built the business through honesty to all his customers. He was sincere in his business dealings. Sometimes when he had no money, he wasn't ashamed to say so to his customers. The customers gave him work and he would do so even working before he was paid. This was his honesty. All his business associates had full trust and loved to do business with him. See, that is such a, this quality of truthfulness. It's a virtue that is important for lay people working in business. With his truthfulness, people gave him a lot of work and paid him well for it, till he was able to become rich and wealthy. But however rich he became, he was still frugal with his money. And as for the daughter of his boss who he married, she had to endure with her husband for a very long time. She had to look after all the household matters. Even when in the present day they are both wealthy and rich, but all people will give them praise. But they are still the same old people. They are down to earth. He still loves his wife and just one wife as well. And they never harmed the old business of the boss. The daughter of the boss, she helped to make the original family business more prosperous. Like this I say, who said the poor have no capital? The greatest capital is virtue. Having endurance, diligence, being frugal and having an innovative mind. This is important. In the Buddha's time, they taught the Buddha's teaching of the four bases for power or for success. Chanda, Viriya, Chitta, Vimangsa. Chanda is intention, desire and the sincerity in that work. Having honesty, doing it with the bounds of morality and sila. Viriya is having the, the effort, having the resolution and exertion 
and chitta is the interest, the dedication and enthusiasm with that work. Vimangsa is knowing how to adapt and improve in that work with wisdom. It's all in the Noble Eightfold Path. Honesty is in sila, in morality. Diligence is in right effort. Chitta is in the interest and the application of that work or having mindfulness in that work. Having samadhi, firm and concentrated and having wisdom. Having right view and thoughts that don't want to harm others. Having speech that is truthful and straight. It's all within sila, samadhi and panya or morality, concentration and wisdom. Having virtue, effort, goodness and patience, then that person will succeed. This man or tycoon in that story, if this man practiced Dhamma, the Buddha prays that people like that would succeed in the Dhamma. They could gain noble attainments in the practice or even the higher levels. This is important. In the present era, the old ways of working have gone. The older generation have stepped back. The development of the West has come in and people need much activity, organizing and managing the new generation. They want a new generation of people and thinking. It's tough to even keep up with all this progress. You should reflect on all this with mindfulness. Don't let them push you till you are their slaves. We are diligent to work to find money for them. But if we need to tread on our colleagues and so that our position will rise in that company, then this is very cruel. Our minds become very cruel. This is a mind that has no mindfulness or morality. It is on the level of an animal who is just looking for its survival. Even their friends, they are willing to tread on in order to move up in the world. Is this okay? You have to ask yourself with mindfulness always, what am I doing now? What am I doing now? Is this wrong by the standards of morality and Dhamma? If it is, then you won't do it. You won't do the things that make others suffer for you to get ahead or to be rich. I have one disciple who had the opportunity to become very rich, but to do so, many would have to suffer in the process. He didn't need all that wealth, because he wanted goodness much more. He had a high inner capital in his heart and wasn't deluded in wealth and money, to the point where he was willing to make others suffer. This is praiseworthy and someone with a high level of virtue. In the Western ways of management, this way is always rushed and about doing more with your time. They are always thinking of their own benefit. They become selfish with their time and don't worry about others. It's my time. And then their time with their family lowers, so there is less warmth in the family. They may get more money, but more money for what? The family loses that closeness. Then 
society becomes cold and not strong. The people's minds have no warmth. It's only people out for themselves, only their selfish thoughts. There is no metta, loving kindness for each other. This becomes very worrying, this way of the Western management. I want to ask you all, there is something I don't really understand. This commodity trading, the buying of shares or trading instruments ahead of time on the share or trading markets, whether it's oil or other commodities or foreign currencies. This type of profession, the stockbroker or fund manager, those that can influence and play with market prices, is this a good profession? They can make prices high or low, whether it's fruits, turian, longan, they can make it have not much value at all. Like these hedge funds who have such great investments, the Thai people won't forget the Soros hedge fund. They won't forget the Soros hedge fund. It made the public really suffer. Many committed suicide. Many lost everything. Society was really damaged. That generation will tell this as a lesson to future generations for them to be careful. What happens in an economy that is only out for personal benefit and profit? In the present day, the economies have really grown. Like in America, Singapore, Malaysia. In this day and age, can honesty still be of use and relevance? Especially in America, I really am curious about this. Can honesty still be considered a capital of people living in this era? So that should be sufficient for this discussion today.